Hey guys. Hi friends. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to Where, where We growing. growing. Oh my God. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't plan that. That was just really fabulous. We just are, we were synergy. synergy. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting one. <laughs> Off to a great start. My name is Nicole. And I'm Brandon. Uh, you might know us from Planty Talk or whatever. We're just two plant people. Yeah. Just, did you see I changed our Instagram bio? I didn't, but I'm sure it's much better than, oh wait, I did. Wait, no. It's like... Did you update it again? I don't know. I change it all the time. <laughs> I just like... I kind of feel spicy today. I'm just going to go change everything up on Brandon. <laughs> I know you did the sprouting May 2021. Oh, yeah. But we already sprouted, so I changed yeah. it. Um, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> just two confused oh, plant so friends. Cute. I thought you were going to read it out loud, but dead air. <laughs> well, should we um, conclude the nonsense and talk about what are we, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about plant, newbie plant parent. <laughs> I don't think we made an official title. There's, yeah, I don't think there's a title, but we're talking about new plant parent things. New, oh, there's a new plant new parent plant, tips. New plant okay. parent mistakes. Just, yeah, just like beginner plant parent things. I don't know. Just, yeah, talking about Getting into found, plants. foundational things, like just beginner knowledge and just kind of covering the bases. And I think that's something that we don't really think about because mm -hmm. of like so many of our followers are like new plant people mm -hmm. who like look to us for advice and mm -hmm. like they're not like necessarily the people who are like commenting mm -hmm. who are like mm -hmm. friends with but that's like a majority mm -hmm. of these people which yes. i think is... i do get a request once in a while like beginner plant tips and i'm like hmm. i don't really like sit down and like talk about the basics and things that i would consider to be really obvious and yeah. assume that people already know but um based on like the questions that we get in our dms and stuff it's obvious that there's some fundamental things that people are missing but we miss that too we oh, yeah. we obviously messed up on our on our little growth journey as as plant parents and you live and you learn but <laughs> hopefully we can kind of help alleviate some of those mistakes yeah. or prevent them from happening but yeah um what what do you think was your biggest mistake as a beginner or just a few of them when you think back to because we talked about on our in our very first episode of just our plant journeys in general but um do you want to touch on like what do you cringe at the most i would say my first big plant parent mistake was thinking that succulents were my best friend because mm -hmm. i did my first plants were succulents mm -hmm. literally over a decade ago and they mm -hmm. thrived yeah and it's only because they happen to be on a north facing yeah you did south facing window. you didn't know why what you were doing right you literally had no clue mm -hmm. it's like the only place by a window they fit mm -hmm. but but at the time succulents were just hitting the market and they're like these super cute easy plants don't need much light don't need much water you just don't really do anything mm -hmm. no big mistake so that really uh messed me up for quite a few years um and yeah that would definitely be my biggest mistake what was yours when you got going no i feel like i actually did now that i think back i bought a lot of like I would say outdoor plants that were, oh, there's a gnat flying in my face. Love that. <laughs> Out, like, there's a couple like outdoor plants that were not meant to be inside. Um, and uh, I don't know, I didn't really understand watering. I also happened to be like in a south facing window for the most part. So like lighting usually wasn't a problem. But um, I think actually I got too many plants at once. Like I think that I piled on the plants without doing like any learning at all i mean i yeah. learned about their basic care like each time i got a new plant i would bring it home and i would do like a google search which i do recommend um 
if you like have a new plant and you're actually clear, like clueless about it, if it's like a new like genus for you as well, like and you haven't had that type of plant before, look it up, um, see what people are saying on YouTube. But now that I look back on YouTube videos, I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, bright indirect light and water when the top two inches of the soil are dry. That's what they say about like every single plant. Yep. So <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't think I learned very much, but it was, uh, I was like, oh, does this need humidity or not? And then I'll miss it. Yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. You really just have to like learn all that. Yeah, you yourself. just have to, yeah. And there's certain mistakes that you have to make, but also I think that there also still wasn't that much houseplant information out there yet. Um, I watched like a couple people on YouTube, but it was still, um, even when I watch them now, I'm like, as a person who's out there putting out plant content, I'll watch these people now and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't really give that advice, you mm -hmm. know? So, um, yeah, so look things up, but also look for someone who's kind of giving you an in-depth explanation. I like to... I've just been learning too through other people messaging me goofy questions that I'm like, oh, I've actually never wondered that about a plant. Yeah. And then I go and figure it out, and that's how I learn. So people will ask me, like, oh, have you gone to school? And I'm like, no, people just ask a lot of questions. And then, of course, if I don't know the answer, then I'm curious. And mm -hmm. then that's how you learn. And then so. you put in the legwork. And... Yeah. And then, yeah, a lot of people, we were just talking about this before we started recording, that people message us, and a simple Google search is all, you know, is all we need. I literally think I hear my cat banging around in the bathroom right now, in case you're wondering what that is, Brandon. Um, she likes to try and open up cupboards. She's really crafty. Not much gets past her. Very um, sly kitty. Yeah, she's nuts. But, yeah, usually a simple Google search can solve your problem. But we love chatting with you as well. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to ask. It is really fun, like, getting, like, getting the fresh insight as mm -hmm. compared to, like, I wouldn't... I mean, okay, I say this all the time, like, I'm not a plant expert. Oh, I'm yeah. a plant enthusiast, mm -hmm. like, I I don't really, in the in the grand mm -hmm. scheme of things, mm -hmm. I don't know shit. Oh, yeah, like, I, we, just, I don't know a lot about so many types of plants. Yeah, I just know, I know what I know, and I mm -hmm. want to pass that information, because mm -hmm. at the same time, a lot of people know a lot mm -hmm. less, and yeah. I can help people grow and learn more mm -hmm. by passing on what I've learned to other people, mm -hmm. but do, do I know in the grand scheme of things a lot no I, I know very yeah. little about plants and too. it's just what's worked for us like yeah. there's certain things that we do that i'm sure a lot of people would like disagree with or whatever i don't know controversial plant tips and that'd be a fun, <laughs> that'd be a fun one get juicy um well so we touch on let's talk about if you're a new plant parent like really really new like super clueless don't even really know the names of plants um what plants should you go get you know, like new person, what do we think we'd be giving them? Well, I know what your number one recommendation would be. <laughs> what would it be? Like rabbisfern? <laughs> Is that what you think? I almost always tell people like philodendron or pothos. Yeah, I was going to say Hartley philodendron is probably what yeah. your number one recommendation. Because I don't, I don't love pothos just personally. Like I like the the look of philodendron leaves and how they lay yeah. and how they grow more than pothos, but. Um, if you want like a pothos, cause obviously like philodendrons don't have the, the, like anything that looks like the marble queen or whatever, mm -hmm. unless you want to go and buy variegated heart leaf, uh, it'll cost you a pretty penny. But, um, if you like that look, then go for it. Those trailing plants, those philodendrons are really, a really good beginner one. For some reason, pothos can be a little finicky. Like they are like in theory, an easy plant, but I don't know what it is. Sometimes people just have problems with them, problems propagating them. They can kind of be a mystery, like die for no reason. Yeah. I've, you I've know? actually noticed that because 
even my big one that I had for years and years and years, I just never repotted it, didn't touch it. Mm -hmm. Ever since I've repotted it, it's like everything I do is a roll of the dice. Like, it could be good, <laughs> it could be bad. Maybe it wants water, maybe it doesn't. Maybe, like, I... I I let mine die off, and I think because I was like, you know what, I'm done with the pothos, because this actually was one that I had for, oh my god, I had it for a while, I can't believe it made it here, because I had that pothos at my mom's, and then it made it to my other apartment, and then it made it all the way here, and it died around the same time that I got mealybugs on a plant right next to it, so I'm wondering if they started mm. with the pothos and then made their way over to the philodendron, that's what I'm thinking, but anyways... Um, so I would, yeah, I would recommend Hartley philodendron or like a Brazil philodendron if, you know, you're looking for something fun and trailing. And I know that when people are like, oh, what type of plant is she? I mean, there's so many plants. So it's like, what, yeah. what look, did you just crack your toes without even touching them? That was my ankle. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So if you, if you listen to our last episode, we're, we're cracking toes again, I guess. <laughs> this is going to be an ongoing thing. You'll never stop hearing the cracks. <laughs> Um, but there's so many different, like, looks of, pl like, plants, yeah. you know? I mean, like, ferns look so different. It's just than... a preference. Like, yeah. for me, it's like, ferns, I don't know what it is. They're just super busy. They give me anxiety. <laughs> just looking at them, they're just... What about, like, like, I mean, so is, like, a croton. Or, like, what about, like, a polka dot plant that's really, like, in your face? Um, I, like, I like the idea. You like busy leaves, but not busy, like, yeah. fluffy, mm -hmm. bushy. Texture. Yes. Like, I, I love the looks of Croton's colors, but I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just very weird about what strikes joy in me and what doesn't. Yes, you have a wide variety of plants. Yeah. Like, you have so many. Oh, hi, kitty. You have so many, um, Marantas. Mm -hmm. I was going to say prayer plant. I do love my Marantas. Yes, you love those. And now I actually think about you every time I have mine. Because I have mine actually in my pot that I got from you. No. So, <laughs> yeah, it looks perfect. But, so beginner plants, Brazil or Hartley Philodendron. Honestly, if you're wanting to try, I'm going to get into it. If you're wanting to try a fern... Um, ferns can traditionally be difficult because they require usually extra humidity and they require a little bit more consistent watering. They don't like to dry out, right? Yeah. Usually they're good outdoor plants yeah, for it's beginners, a good fun but not outdoor. necessarily good indoor plants yeah, for beginners. Scary. Um, and I have a plant that I love called the rabbit's foot fern. Um, many of you out there listening probably already have one. Um, if you know, you're listening cause you know me or whatever, but I love this plant because it, you can let it dry out. It's not finicky about humidity. It doesn't need like super bright light. It's just, it's a really more easygoing fern. Um, if you're wanting to try out a fern, rabbit's foot fern, however, it does have fuzzy rhizomes that resemble tarantula legs. So <laughs> if that's not your jam, I personally love them. They're cute. They're harmless. They just are fuzzy. So when they're taken care of well. They look like rabbit's foots, but then they get real spidery if you if you're not taking yes. care of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they can look kind of funny because they will, and they'll grow on the outside of the pot. Then eventually, when it's like really mature, it can like basically hang on to the pot itself. I have had two of mine fall from you know, great heights and they made it on the floor and they looked beautiful because <laughs> the rhizomes were hanging onto the pot. It's great. Um, but other beginner plants, I don't know if I would recommend, uh, I don't know. What else do you think? Um, 
Well, I feel like people have pretty good luck with Syngoniums. You're just, you've been getting into them. Yes. I still do not have a single Syngonium. I've been getting into the Syngoniums, yes. That's actually a good one. Because the, the plants that I like to recommend for beginners are generally ones that are okay with drying out or okay with being a little bit more wet. You know what I mean? Like it's not picky about that. And that's usually if you're a new plant parent, you often take the side of either being an overcarer or an undercarer. So you want to have the plants that suit you and your care yeah. that you give. And the thing you know? is everyone's different. So every yeah. beginner plant technically. Yeah. If you're like, oh my God, I could never keep blah, blah, blah alive and someone else can, then like go for it. But everyone else has different conditions. Like I have like no humidity in here. It's really hard for me to keep any, I mean, my carnivorous plants hate me right now. I want to make a cute, <laughs> I want to make a cute carnivorous terrarium. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to get new carnivorous plants before I make this terrarium because they all look like crap. Except my pings. I love my butterworts. They all look fine. That is my next plant that I'm going to order. Just get a butterwort. Oh, they're so fun. Um, but yes, so looking for something that suits, you know, are you going to be like watering this plant all the time? Realistically, unless you have something in a really tiny pot, it's not going to need to be watered more than once a week, if not like less, yeah. you know, I would what do you say think? There's, I don't, besides my carnivorous plants, I don't think there's a single plant I water more than once a week. Yeah. Cause I, I the only thing like I once have, every seven days, not once a week, yeah. once every seven days. Yes. Um, cause yeah, and usually the thing people, we were thinking people usually mess up on is not knowing lighting. So yeah. should we talk about lighting a little bit? Um, there's a lot of misconceptions because what you're going to hear, like terms like bright light or bright indirect or high light or low light, you're going to hear low light tolerant all the time. But you need to understand, like think about like the actual sky, right? Where's the sun? like being in a corner like 10 feet from your window if you have a north window that doesn't get sun anyways like mm. that is really really not enough light for a plant to grow at all and there's certain plants that will live and survive but are not going to thrive and grow at all yeah and the thing too is like even like if outdoor in a fully shaded area that's still most likely going to be more light mm -hmm. than you'll get yes. in your house. Yep, absolutely. Yes. Um, bright and direct. There's a wide range. And I think we're going to do a week where we probably just talk about, touch on lighting in general. But um, the range of bright and direct light varies completely depending on, like, obviously what time of day it is, mm -hmm. which direction your window is facing to, and whether... Because some people will say, like, oh, like, a west or east window would be great. Whenever I hear that, like, I'm like, okay. That, okay, if you have a building blocking, like me, if you have a building blocking everything, pretty much, or a giant tree, that do, that could block any and all sunlight from getting in. Yeah. And then you basically, like, I basically have this light of a north-facing window. Mm -hmm. It's It's depressing. So you know, figure out your light, like look at the sky from, you know, the perspective of where you're thinking of putting a plant, how much light is actually coming in there, you know? And some plants can actually really, this is like controversial, but a lot of plants are okay with direct light as well. Like some people are like, oh, is this going to be too much light? A lot of times it's not enough. Yeah. When you think it's too much, it's sometimes not enough. I know it's like, it's scary to say that because I know some plants can burn obviously i've burnt i've burnt more plants under my grow lights though than 
putting any. The only plant I've actually burned by putting it in a window was my aloe. Fun, <laughs> fun fact was my aloe. Are you kidding me? Those things suck. I had one for a really long time, though, um, and it was doing fabulous until, yeah, until she got moved to, she, went, she was just sitting in an east window, too, which you wouldn't think is very much light, but that's a pretty heavy direct light in the morning, and she was not used to direct light at all, yeah. so it was shocking, and she died. And in, in every window, every angle, every house, like, is so different, so you have to kind of get, like, a grasp on what these terms mean, mm -hmm. and apply it to your own space because every space is different like how you said this window is like a north window i used to have a couple plants in my office that were lower light but they don't get any light because mm -hmm. it just the way my house is set up light just doesn't come in mm -hmm. so you really have to think about it and just use your critical thinking skills mm -hmm. so that you can really evaluate what your actual light is yeah. it's like in my house my bright indirect light is probably most houses medium light yeah, not very much. Not highlight. It's there's not nothing's getting sun stress in there. No. <laughs> and sometimes the label is wrong. Something that says low light or low light tolerant, that it can really not be true at I don't all. Understand labels. They just Yeah. A lot of times the labels even just have the wrong name for the plant in general too. Yeah. So you don't have to trust the label. Even some websites have plants mislabeled. I've yeah. bought plants mislabeled from pretty reputable greenhouses. Like it's it can be wrong so there's actually no shame in messaging like i get people i get messages all the time like hey i thought that this was this but it looks like more like this and i'm like oh yeah, yeah that is absolutely not what it was labeled as so yeah no shame in just asking like i don't think this is correct because you could be right if your planty senses are tingling <laughs> <laughs> and you may have struck gold you may have gotten something that you didn't realize you got oh yeah i know i've actually the plants that I've gotten mislabeled have always ended up being the like plant that would be more um desirable. sought after yeah, more desirable I wouldn't be like more worth like worth more which yeah worth is bullshit anyways anyways <laughs> it's a plant um yeah and I'll just say there like value is everyone else's perception okay it, just because when I'm talking about worth with people I'm usually saying like someone would pay x amount for this plant yeah. Not, not like I would, <laughs> not me, couldn't be me, but someone would pay this much. Street value. Street value. Yes. Oh, street value. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, besides lighting problems, I think the other thing people really mess up with is watering yeah. heavily one or the other. You're usually not enough light, but then too much water. Absolutely. Um, and a combination of that when you're not giving a plant enough light and it's getting water all the time leads to root rot a lot of the time <laughs> and this is why I know people are like what so um we're gonna get like explainy I'm getting really worried I feel like I'm talking too much but interrupt me Brandon's just like I'm here learning and I'm like you're a part of this too um so a plant sitting in higher light will dry out faster right we yeah. know this um, so obviously a plant sitting in lower light is going to dry out slower. Boom. Right. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Yes. We learned so, this in second grade. Yes. This is, this is a uh, common knowledge. So obviously if you're then watering a plant pretty often, that's sitting in like a low light area, it's like not drying out in the first place. And you're just like constantly watering it. Like, Ooh, 
she's uh, not being able to dry out. She's not getting like oxygen properly. It's just, it, and then it, 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 it rots too it. much, too much water in there. Um, I don't know like the science, the explanation behind all these things, but it's just like, that is the common knowledge yeah. that I have to share and that you should be thinking about when it comes to how often you're watering plants based on where they're sitting in your home, right? Yeah, and every, every plant is different and every location is different. Like you, like, And your soil. Yeah, it, it's all interconnected. And that's one thing that beginner plant parents, I think, don't realize is they think like black and white. Oh yeah, they're like, I'm giving it, I'm, I'm watering it when it needs water and it's getting bright light. I don't know what's wrong. And it's Nothing like... Yeah, I'm like, oh, there could be so much going on in there, especially if you have not repotted this plant, which we'll, you know, get into that later on. But if you haven't repotted this plant, you have no idea what's going on in that soil. Um, Like I discovered yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, you don't know what's growing in there or what it was potted up as like a lot of growers recently we've been not recently but a lot of times we find that there's like a netting or something around the roots or it's in some type of like plug or cork yeah a little pod um and a lot of these things are meant to break down or whatever dissolve whatever in the soil and a lot of times they don't and the roots have a really hard time growing out of that it kind of stresses the plant out so a lot of the times um, so if any of you out there having mystery plant problems, <laughs> especially with what plants usually have those calatheas, um, alocasias, yeah, like crazy. Almost, I'm pretty sure every alocasia I've ever had has had one. Yes. Um, and, I uh, just discovered my philodendron birkin had one yesterday. Ugh, that's annoying. I don't think, I don't know if I've had a philodendron in one. Yeah, I was shocked. Well, okay, so what I did yesterday is, I, okay, first of all, I had mushrooms in my philodendron birkin. It's like, oh my gosh, mushrooms, that's always, that's a good sign, you know, because mm-hmm. it means that you have nutrient-rich soil, and it's proper water, not mm-hmm. too much, not too little, so I was like, okay, cool. But Fun little sudden, environment, little ecosystem, died, which died off. to them putting out spores, which turned, which is sooty black fungus is what it was, and I was like, did I leave this next to a candle? Yeah, you're What's like, what is on? this? And it was like all <laughs> over the soil, and I was like, you know what, I've been meaning to repot this for a while, I'm just going to repot it. And it was in a six-inch pot. So I pull it up, get it out. It's root-bound in a four-inch casing. Like, it's like the grower took it out of its four-inch pot, plopped it into a six-inch pot without doing anything to the roots, and just filled it in with soil. So then it was, like, root-bound into there, and it never even got into the other two inches of soil. And it took me 30 minutes to get that undone. And then it was confined to a pod within that four-inch it was pod. I'm surprised that that bound. plant still looks so good. I don't because it looks really. It good. looks fabulous. Minus the newer leaves are a little small, but besides that. Oh yeah. It's a beautiful birkin. I'm wondering because I have this Alocasia maharani sitting next to me. It's putting out um, a new leaf right now that seems to be a little bit smaller than the last one. I just got this nice big mm-hmm. one, and I'm thinking there must be something in there that is not letting the roots grow properly. Um, because and I was messaging with someone about it the other day, and they're like, well, my plant looked great when I took it home. And I'm like, they yeah, always they always do. <laughs> Your plants often, I mean, or even sometimes, I don't know, maybe it's because we know what a bad plant looks like. I take home crappy-looking plants all the time now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a lot of the plants, yeah, I can, yeah, I can rehab this. Oh, by the way, those two little Venus fly traps, I'll have to show you them after this, but these little Venus fly traps that I got, I'm going to get them at Lowe's or Home Depot or something. Um, 
they are putting out a bunch of new growth in oh, them, babies. So, yeah, I rescued some Venus flytraps. I don't know why I think of some carnivorous queen right now. <laughs> I'm clear, like I just mentioned earlier, they're not happy. Um, I got a bunch in the mail and things like, like sundews. Sundews do not like me. Those things need high humidity, I think, so they can stay dewy and cute and fresh. And no, it's just not happening. So that's that on that. But anyways, watering. I are you an underwater or an overwater, Brandon? Um, I think I for the most part always been an underwater. Underwater, it's like ooh, she's thirsty. Whoops. I, I would say lately I've been pretty good at keeping up. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've I've I would have to say I'm like a kind of right in the middle where mm-hmm. I need to be. But I, I think I've been an underwater. I don't think I've been that person who's like constantly watering. Mm-hmm. Like, succulent issues i mm-hmm. never had an issue with them rotting or anything they just never had enough sun yes i know i had i think i had because i had my fair share of succulents i think some of them were like overwatered but a lot of them were underwatered for the most part oopsies but i am a chronic underwater um it's it's crazy how some of my plants are still alive with how much i underwater them um oh speaking of that just reminded me to go back to Another easy beginner fern is a uh, bird's nest fern, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I think bird's nest fern, um, I know some people have issues with it. I think it's because they cover up the crown, the top of it with soil. Um, you know, just make sure the roots are in the soil. You don't need to, it grows like from the middle, you know, like a little bird's mm-hmm. nest. Um, and like the little new fronds look like little eggs in there. It's so cute. Yeah, and they but, can handle being yeah. super overwatered. Yeah, and they can also handle being underwatered. Okay. I, I let mine go so thirsty. I mean, they will curl in, and then the color will start to look dull, and I'm like, oops. And then she perks right back up within a day. Um, and they also aren't... Some people say they're finicky about humidity. I've never felt that way. Um, My they, roommate had one, and it was just, like, in our kitchen, far away from a window, got overwatered all the time. I don't know how it, it thrives. Yes. So, bird's nest fern, that's another one. It doesn't look super ferny, either. No. It's not, like... It's, it's kind of, like, in between a staghorn and a yeah, absolutely. My staghorn, I don't know how it's still alive, too, that thing. Yeah. Mm, anywho. But watering plants. Um, when it comes to watering your plant, I have, I don't know, it's just to me because I'm, I'm kind of picky and weird, but I like to poke a couple holes every once in a while or give the pot, if it's an nursery pot, like a nice squeeze because... I don't know, some newer plant, I I made this mistake a lot as a new plant parent is the soil will like solidify Mm -hmm. because I never aerated it. It didn't get broken up at all. Yes. Hydrophobic. Um, and when your plant isn't taking in water properly, and also when that happens, you're not going to be able to bottom water your plant when it's like that. It's not going to be able to soak up water in that condition, Mm -hmm. but you're not getting water. You're not getting oxygen either and your plants just slowly suffocating yeah so every once in a while give your um like grab like a wooden like a just a stick or a dowel or anything just even a fork i don't care just um give it a good poke poke. um don't worry about smushing the roots no don't worry about the roots a lot of people worry about this it's not a big deal um it it, it, with the nursery pots too if you're if it's actually in like a plastic one you can squeeze it too and that'll sometimes break it up and it'll just like make sure that everything in the center is getting water and oxygen and it's not, you know, cause it all compact. Right yeah. Because center. a lot of, um, people don't know this either, but cocoa core or cocoa peat or whatever the heck 
that most soil is made out of. Um, a lot of our plants just come in pure cocoa core. Yeah. Um, that stuff breaks down really, really fast and compacts really easily. So that, ugh, a recipe for disaster. <laughs> so that's why people like to mix their own soil too, because that stuff, um, yeah, you're not getting good soil usually when you're just when you're cracky ankles. Yeah, don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're just like breaking bones constantly. It's, it's, Have you actually ever broken a bone? Never. Me neither. I've, I've only had stitches once on my chin. I need to get stitches ever. <laughs> I'm not, I was going to say I'm not clumsy, but I just think that's not true. I'm clumsy, but I just don't do I don't put myself in situations I where fear being yes, yes, I fear being <laughs> I, I just don't put myself in situations where that would happen. <laughs> oh my god, if anyone heard I that, wonder if crack. These are sh- here, showing up on our microphones. <laughs> <laughs> these cracking ankles. What are we even talking about? We're talking about soil, soil, yeah. yeah are we moving from, from watering plants into soil? Um, so. You don't have to worry about like soil as much as a new beginner plant parent, but I want you to like pay attention to how the soil looks different mm-hmm. each time you buy a plant. There's like you can see perlite in some and some not at some, all. None. Some <laughs> not at all. Some of them have like some bark in there. Or maybe you, know? you see perlite, but actually it's styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do people do that now? Is that a yeah. thing? Uh, my friend bought a bunch of plants from Menards, and they all it looked like they were f- very because. Styrofoam has been used as a potting medium to add aeration, but it doesn't actually add aeration. Yeah, it's just like a, I don't know, an old school thing that has been disproven, but people still do. No, thank you. Yeah, so just pay attention to how your soil is looking different. Um, Poke at it when you're watering your plants. Um, And... uh, the thing is, too, I want you to think about when, when people are telling you to let the soil dry out for a couple inches, right? Some of your plants are in tiny pots, yeah. and some of them are in way big pot of pots, you know? So two inches is going to be different, you know, for different sizes of plants, obviously, yeah. right? Like a like a small pot, when I, like, stick my finger in to feel the soil, I'll go, like, just beyond my first knuckle. But, like, mm-hmm. a, a six-inch, eight-inch pot, I'll, I'll go stick my whole my finger, second. yeah. I'm like, I want to make sure that that is, uh, it actually needs water. Because, honestly, my biggest fear, I have a big fear of overwatering. Because it is a lot harder to come back from that than underwatering, obviously. Because usually, like underwatering sometimes you lose a couple leaves okay yeah worst case scenario unless you lose the whole plant you really underwater <laughs> you just let it let it go but when you overwater a plant and it leads to actual like fungus or something then you actually have to treat this plant mm-hmm. maybe you actually have rot maybe you're gonna have to actually repot it and like get get in there with some hydrogen peroxide and yeah you don't want to have to do that worst that's not scenario, fun you have to propagate the entire plant yeah what that's not it fun it's like a lot of work yeah it's a lot of work for a new plant parent and, and something like that too is can be really stressful i mean do you remember your first or one of your first plant catastrophes that you had to deal with i mean i remember oh i remember seeing my first like spider mite infestation like it just <laughs> my skin was crawling i couldn't believe it <laughs> So something like like a plant project like that can be really, really intimidating. It's, it's daunting, and it really kind of, like, turns you off. Because, like, when I had succulents before, they would just all die. Very slow, painful deaths. And I'd be like, okay, this was cool. Never again. And then I ended up getting more. But 
It would drop off one by one, and then like it's just this little thing <laughs> at the top. Like, oh, I'll, just I'll just chop off the top, put it in soil, it'll come back. No. If you don't have the right conditions, it's not going to come back. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember when me and my uh, roommate had started getting bigger plants at our last place, um, they all just would slowly die. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> Oh my god! I'm like, I just spent thirty dollars on a huge plant way before they were expensive like they oh, are yeah. now, and I'd be like, <laughs> I know my expensive all plant my money died. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, little did we know we were getting into uh, getting ourselves into something really expensive. Planting <laughs> can be really expensive, so we're gonna have I'm sure a week where we talk about like money saving, whatever, because. We do a lot of, like, upcycling and recycling of things for our hobby. And even, like, propagating plants and just, you know, reusing things. But, yeah, soil in general, you know, you don't have to bring a plant home also and repot it right away. Um, I think that's a huge misconception. Yeah. Is uh, you can keep things in a nursery pot and keep it in a cover pot. Like, that is totally fine. Actually, I prefer that now. That's what I do. I, yeah, I first was like, yeah, but I eventually want it to be potted up in something. But actually, for the purpose of aeration and everything, I like everything to be in a nursery pot now. It's a lot easier for me to yeah, manage I, it. And I like to switch up the pots that they're in. Yeah, that's right? what, it's so easy. I, I prefer nursery pot with a cover pot over anything. I have and a couple. When you're moving? Yeah, makes it so much easier. Yeah, when you. I have a couple plants in terracotta, but yeah. I don't like it only because I hate having to water that. Mm -hmm. But I would say if you're buying big box store plants like Lowe's, Home Depot, Menards, mm -hmm. those are the plants that I would say repot immediately because 90% <laughs> of the ones I've purchased from big box places, they hold on to moisture like crazy. Yeah, if you're feeling brave, um, we will talk in our next episode, uh, you know, about repotting a little bit. But yeah, something from a big box store... Um, it's just so even though it's a lot of times like a better deal, it comes with some risks because you are more likely to have to do some maintenance on it or you yeah. could be bringing home a pest. Um, it's actually insane how many people spot pests at the stores. I'm really not good because I, I trust the greenhouses. I'm really bad at looking when I'm at the big box stores yeah. of well, like when making I got my allocation poly mm -hmm. last winter from uh, Lowe's. They had a cart with the plants that they obviously put the plants on the cart. They like carted over to the plant area. Mm -hmm. There was a spider mite infection on the cart, like more than I've ever seen in my entire life. It was just like whole like chunks of web, and they are all just scooting around <laughs> doing their thing. Ugh. Ugh, yucky. Yeah. So that's why it's like you know, go support your local garden center. Um, and find some nice plants there. And a lot of times the people who work there will also be more knowledgeable and you can actually ask them questions about plants that you're looking to buy. Um, a lot of people though, I'll warn you, have more experience in the outdoor stuff. So a lot of the people at these greenhouses don't know as much about house plants, mm -hmm. which I feel like is why there's so many house plant people online, <laughs> which is what we're here for, I guess. <laughs> we're here to help. But yeah, if you ask me a gardening question, I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Someone asked me about their coleus. I was like, that's an outdoor plant, honey. I don't know anything about 
Oh yeah, absolutely. She's like, well, maybe that's why it's dying. And I was like, probably. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, can you believe I tried to have eucalyptus last year? <laughs> I had a pot of eucalyptus. Do you know how often I had to water? I was watering that thing daily. <laughs> it was watering it daily before, it, and it was growing a little bit, and eventually I just could not keep up with it. It was horrible. Um, yeah, that's why I don't have a garden. I can't water things every day or every other day. Uh -uh. Um, what do you think are some other misconceptions about plants or just, you know, plant parenthood? I would say the biggest misconception that I think people have is that things are black and white. Like, if this is happening, this is the solution. If that's happening, this is the solution. And it's really more learning what works best for you which mm -hmm. I think people rely a little bit too heavily like on the tags that come in the plants mm -hmm. or what they read online like yeah, every it's different for everyone yes and I don't think people realize that it's like you, you just have to find what works for you mm -hmm. and Absolutely. finding things that you can relate to other people so that's like things that have worked for me I know aren't necessarily going to work mm -hmm. for other people but I want them to understand why yeah yeah and this is like what I tried first and this is why that didn't work and whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of, I'm sure, weird things I do and I'm like, yeah, I actually am going to stop doing that because it led to this and I'm just too scared for that to happen again. So yeah. now I do it this way. So yeah, everyone has their reasons for doing things. Um, I will say too, a weird like, like mistake I think people do is potting things up in a ginormous pot. A lot of things, I mean, I don't want to say a lot of things, but just like, I'll take monsteras, for example. They love being root bound. They, they thrive in a tiny pot. And uh, they will often focus on root growth when you put them in a giant pot when they're like, okay, like now I got to like fill this up with roots and like try and find my way and they're not really growing much. Yeah. And then that leads to then overwatering because there's so much soil in this giant pot and it's not being, you know, it's not letting, get, not drying out completely. And I don't know, that's a big, uh, big one that I think people miss and mess up with. And it's just like, you don't want to have to like size down in a pot, you know, it's just like you should, and you shouldn't have to, you should just be. Yeah. Unless, unless something mm -hmm. terrible happens. Yeah. Then... Um, yeah. Unless you have like half a plant, then you should <laughs> size down. If you, if most of your plant died off or something's going on, like it. Uh, yeah. Fish to fry. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. But I think with that, people mm -hmm. think like bigger pot is better because plants in the wild, they just grow in the ground. Oh There's no. Ground. Yeah. That, that's a completely different growing condition than growing in your house. Oh, given absolutely. the resources and the, the Yeah, they have the, the real nutrients. Yeah. Like all of this it's a totally Yes, different. the ground is so different. I I don't remember who posted about this. Someone shared something about how about how overwatering isn't exactly overwatering because it is it is a lot about your soil and the conditions of the plant because so many plants outside live in like bogs and like swampy areas and like certain things that are actually really moist all the time um but because of the aeration they have and the way that it's set up it's just not it's not going to create the fungus that yeah. or the yeah breeding ground for bacteria that you would create in a pot by overwatering a plant but yeah it's all different so um i think also think about mimicking conditions compared to the greenhouse that they were in yeah. right because uh, there's it, when you hear like highlight for something right like for example the aloe that i killed right yeah. 
it hasn't been sitting under high light in this greenhouse, for example. It's under like a sh like a sheet or what do they call those things? I don't know. It like <laughs> it like stops and it, it doesn't make the sun as bright. Whatever. I yeah, should know the a term. Sun sheet. <laughs> it, it's not as it's not as intense, so you don't need to come home and stick that thing in in bright direct light because it wasn't actually growing in that. Even though like traditionally that plant is used to that condition, like your plant actually wasn't grown like that and isn't used to it. So just think about what was it doing in the greenhouse when I picked it up. You know where was it? Yeah. You just need to emulate their natural environment. Um, speaking of environments, it is uh, almost 40 minutes, so the environment of this podcast is coming to an end. <laughs> we'll have to continue this on the next episode. Anyway, uh, where can they find you, Nicole? You can find me on Instagram at Nicole, that's N-A-Y-Y-C-O-L-E, and then on TikTok at Nicole Larson with an extra N at the end. And where can people find you? You can find me at BR underscore Anaconda on both TikTok and Instagram. Uh, you can also find our podcast at Where Are We Growing at uh, Instagram and then Where Are We Growing at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. Uh, we would also love if you would review us on Apple Podcasts. We would love those five-star reviews. We're doing pretty good in the, uh, the garden leisure uh, categories on Apple, so we want to keep that up. <laughs> and we'll see you guys in a couple days for a new episode. And until then, keep growing. Bye. See you guys Thursday.